If you want more power, better vision, and a bulletproof mindset, then I would like to welcome you to CG+, Complete Games Online Player Development Center. Now, baseball and softball players of all ages and skill levels can access a multimedia experience providing education and instruction on your personal mobile platform. Rob Cruz has put together an online video portal, a remote hitting program, as well as a series of online hitting courses boasting a curriculum that features pitch recognition strategies, power, video analysis, mental skills, and then some. For more info, log on to www.cg.plus. That's www.cg.plus to find out how you can complete your game today. Welcome to the Transcending Sport Podcast with Rob Cruz, an audio experience bringing you interviews, conversations, and more from some of the most intriguing personalities in the sports world. And now, your host, Rob Cruz. What's up, everybody? It's Transcending Sport. I'm your host, Rob Cruz. My guest is Skip Latella. He is an exercise scientist, a sports player development specialist, Tons of research. He's the CEO of the Telesports Technologies. Skip, welcome to the show. Uh, Robbie, great. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. <laughs> Glad you could make it. Actually, we really kind of rekindled our relationship. You know, I, we haven't touched base in a while. I was able to, to, to stop by and see you a couple of weeks ago. We were able to catch up, and it was it's funny how, you know, when you, when you catch up with someone that you haven't talked to in a while, and they're still doing what they're doing. They're still doing what you're doing. It's kind of like we're on, we're on parallel wavelengths. You know, parallel wavelengths. It, it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I remember, I, well, I don't remember the date because I would, if I did, I probably wouldn't give it to you because I would outdate myself at this point. <laughs> uh, but it's been a while since we did, um, you know, reconnect. Um, mm-hmm. And it's kind of funny. We still take in the parallel pathways. Mm-hmm. with um, technology and our passion for um, for baseball um, and certainly sports performance and movement. So it, it was great to reconnect, and I'm looking forward to doing some wonderful things together going forward. Great, me too. So, Skip, please tell us about yourself and, you know, tell us about, you know, your background you know, educationally-wise and, and how you got into Sure. Uh, tell how you got into Yeah. What you did. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, um, I've been in the field for um, 35 years um, and um, I just always loved sports, played sports um, growing up through high school, played baseball in college and after and um, I just had an affinity for uh, working with people and mm-hmm. studying the body and how it moves and it led me to um, my undergraduate degree from Iowa Wesleyan University in biology and health and then I have master's degrees in human performance and biomechanics from Southern Connecticut State um, University and that's pretty much where I honed my skills Um, I started out in um, adaptive physical education and then moved part of my master's into human performance and combined curriculum from both to create my own um, methodologies 
uh, my own research and use it as my master's thesis um, and study the brain-body connection, you know, okay. before it was a thing to do. Um, and uh, it led me to working with um, just, you know, happenstance that I was in the right place at the right time and got to meet uh, Donnie Maloney from the New York Rangers and hit it off with Donnie and all of a sudden started working with Donnie and then his brother Dave and uh, all of the other Rangers and applying my skills um, and different techniques and creating, um, again, before it's time, what it was called was, um, you know, uh, neuromuscular, proprioceptive neuromuscular facilitation. It's a fancy term for being able to take the body and move it into certain positions that create uh, better awareness for the athlete. And then training, you know, sports, sports specific um, athletes, you know, so I was working with the Rangers. I had a chance to work with a lot of the Knicks, um, Marvin Webster. Um, after he was working with me, he went on that Ironman um, and didn't get hurt again until late in his career. Um, and it just led me into creating and building my own niche within uh, the medical community in uh, Westchester County, Connecticut. Um, doctors from special surgery in Montefiore and Lenox Hill. Um, and then I just started doing research on what I did at uh, my collegiate level and uh, my undergrad, my graduate level, and then started putting together bits and pieces of research and working with um, individuals who are disabled, uh, people rehabbing back from injury that could not get back to the field for whatever reason. Um, and created my own series about why and um, created a sports specific movement where I um, started working with the connection of the central nervous system to training and the holistic approach and one thing led to another and 40 years later now I have uh, three patents in neuromuscular training uh, which are pretty difficult to attain uh, but luckily um, with some help I was able to um, create uh, do some research and have three patents on different aspects of neuromuscular training. One is um, the so swing before, training method. Before, um, before you go into so. the, uh, to the patents, let's go back to brain yeah. body connection. I, I'd like you to, if you could, I'd like you to um, tell us about, you know, for, for people who wouldn't know what brain body connection uh, development. Sure. Yeah, I mean, um, it, what that entail. Sure. Um, it's it's looking at the entire person. So. If in base, let's take an example with baseball. If we're working with a hitter, okay, you're you're working on balance, you're working on technique, et cetera. But what I work on is the entire central nervous system. I mean, how your balance, how your eyes, how your sense of feel and touch, um, and your sense of where you are in space. Um, the entire package, and not just swinging a bat and hitting the ball off the tee and just doing repetition of one particular movement. It's how the whole body interacts within the sport. So you can be a baseball pitcher, you can be a baseball hitter, you're a position player. So I break down each of those positions. Uh, and then I break down the, the mechanics, the biomechanics within each position. So if you're a pitcher, you're doing something different, obviously in a batter or a position player. And I train a person that way using a neurophysiological technique that I've developed where you're creating a way to um, innervate and excite um, a higher percentage of muscle tissue throughout the entire body so your central nervous system creates a way to get a better message to all parts of the body involved in all parts of that position uh, whether you're a pitcher baseball player and by position or, or batter 
it sounds really technical. The, the methodology is actually pretty simple to apply in the way I apply it, um, which makes it very unique and hence I have a patent. So it's really breaking down how the brain controls your body as so opposed I, what, to just looking at how your body does. What I, what I found is that what I found in what I do in training, sometimes I'm working with a particular athlete who may have a, a really, uh, they really have a lot of talent in terms of how strong and how fast their body moves, right? That's one part. But then when I, right. as soon as the, the level of play increases or gets faster, what they actually perceive, through, obviously through the brain and the eyes, doesn't transmit yes. fast enough for them to make a, 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 the right response whether, mm-hmm. whether it's an accurate response or an inaccurate response, but just just the speed of that that you talk about connections. So when 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 what are you what are you doing to help athletes to be able to speed that connection up? Because some people will say that you can't do it. Like if somebody if somebody is a uh, you know, playing on a lower level where the game is slower, that that person cannot train to speed up their processing or their brain body connection to play at a higher level. To, to, to that you say what? Yeah, I mean, I, I always believe you can, period. <laughs> um, and you have to be able to do it from, again, a brain-body connection. You have to be able to train how your body uh, works within the parameters of the given sport in a given position at the given time. So if you're taking that person, you're creating, and you want to create and develop better speed, you have to look at, um, it's called your vestibular sense, your, you know, your balance. Mm-hmm. And your balance is like located, the vestibular senses are within your ears and your ears are part of your brain, your senses and your eyes are all connected. So if you have better balance, you're going to have a better or less movement throughout your whole body, less compensation throughout your whole body, less movement off the ball of your head. And if you have movement off the ball of your head, your vision's compromised. And if your vision's compromised, your balance is compromised and then boom, it's all connected. Your movements are compromised. So my methodology works on all of that by putting a person in biomechanically correct positions for movement, internal, external rotation, how you throw a ball, how you hold a ball, how you land, etc. When you lift up your leg, if you lift up your leg when you're hitting, you know, I look at video, dissect the video, and then break it apart and apply my methodology. So all of those aspects are trained. And the holistic approach is that you have a person that's better adapted to, to react. And you can help a person get a better sense of where they are in space uh, and react more uh, appropriately, more effectively, more consistently through impact, you know, in in the hitting position. And then with a baseball pitcher, you know, it's kind of laughable. I listen to coaches, um, pitching coaches, um, talking about watching their, their people, their pitchers during the game, and they could see an elbow drop below the shoulder and they say, oh, okay, he needs to keep his elbow up a little bit higher throughout the, you know, his sequencing's <laughs> off. You always hear sequencing, but they never know what to do with it. Right. So I look at it and sequencing is, okay, how does the message from your brain get through all parts of your body to throw a pitch? And that's the way I train people. And it's easily done. I mean, no, I've, done, I've been funny. doing it for over 30 years. What's funny, as, as you're talking, I'm, I'm seeing my students and I'm seeing my, the athletes I train and, and I'm looking at uh, just baseball, softball. Uh, if you look at the, ra- I, I, we consider those racket sports. 
because we're taking something yeah. that's not part of our body, like a bat or a tennis racket or whatever, and it's becoming an extension of our body. So we have to have an awareness Correct. of not only where we are in space, but we have to have an acute awareness of where the actual bat is in space. And to even get more specific, some people just know where the sweet spot of a bat is in space better than others. Oh, yeah. I mean, so, yeah, I mean, you're not going to teach Ryan Carew a whole lot of stuff. Right. It's, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, but the people it, it's don't, through sheer. Don't, right. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's through sheer repetition. You always hear about people like, okay, you know, you're swinging, you know, 10,000 swings and 10,000 movements create like, okay, it's a habit. And I've been able to like, not bypass it entirely, but make it happen quicker because of the way I look at a person and the way I train a person with my methodology. So it's creating sequencing of being able to create a, a better balance, better uh, posture, better movement. So when you swing and you feel the barrel of the bat head, I mean, that's the distal end of the movement. So, I mean, you don't just go up there and throw the bat at the ball. I mean, you're actually standing there in a batter's box, visually looking at things. You have to have better balance. You have to have um, complete control of the dynamics, not just from a static balance standpoint, but from dynamic balance throughout the whole swing. And it's trainable. You can actually create a better sequence of movement that helps people deliver through that sweet spot much more consistently. And by the way, cuts down on a lot of the soft food lot soft tissue injuries that we're seeing nowadays i mean how many look at the yankees i mean how many yankees went down with ribcage injuries or muscle pulls or um hernias or hamstrings i mean that stuff's avoidable it's, 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 it always i mean it's a matter of being able to train in position it always amazes me how these five six seven eight nine ten million dollar athletes a year who i know mm-hmm. work so hard in the gym could be so frazzled in areas that are just a normal person wouldn't get hurt in that area, but those 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 athletes are getting hurt, you know, in those areas with the injuries. Yeah, I mean, and I think a lot of that, Robbie, is I mean, analytics are great, uh, but it's not the end all. You know, every I keep hearing and I've heard for years, data is king. Data is king. Well, it, it is, but I mean. It's only king, and you, you you have like a sovereign ruler, basically, only if you know what to do with the data. I mean, you can have all this data, and you say, okay, here's tendencies. That's what you're predicting. It's still a guess. So, you know, I mean, if, if you're pitching to me, and you're saying, Skip, I'm going to throw you a curveball. I'm, okay, I'm looking for a curveball, but I still have to hit it. I still have to hit it. So even if I knew it were coming, you still have to be able to perform in position, in proper sequence, to delay your hands a little bit and hit a curveball. I mean, so what I've done and my methodology has proven is that you can sequence the body to deal with a lot of those hypotheticals and the tendencies that are being given to you. I mean, here's a solution to get there. I mean, all I'm trying to do is with these people that are professing to be, you know, data analytics and kings of data analytics is to create the solution, finish the puzzle, give them something to work on that allows them to do what you're asking of them. If they can't <laughs> physically I, perform. I 100%, right. I 100% agree with what you just said. And I, I feel like the world and, and most, of, most of the sports spaces 
are so excited about the tech and excited about the prospect of analytics. And a lot of times analytics are being collected and the information is going into a black hole. And, and oh, yeah. <laughs> no, one is, no one is taking a look at, okay, what does that actually mean? And how does that translate into how we go forward right. to create a program to keep and maintain the athlete's progress? And, and, I, right. and, I, and I mean, that's, that, that's the problem with, that, that I'm having with, with people who, who claim to be embracing the, the technology and embracing the, the, the uh, analytics and, and the potential that analytics has to offer us in the sports space. But, you know, we, we, that's, I guess that's going to be like the next level um, for people who are just not there yet. Yeah, I mean, it, it's funny because I, I read more and more with a lot of the research that I'm doing. Um, all of a sudden, the hot buzzword is like neuromechanics and, um, you know, neuro sports. And I'm like, oh, God, I mean, it's crazy. I've been doing it for like 35 years. Um, you know, it's, it, it's, it's, it is rocket science to a certain extent, but if you put it into simple terms and better yet, if you have a methodology, that's a practical functional approach to movement in a biomechanically correct position, you connect the dots so much easier. I mean, people, a lot of these analytics and coaches, they have, they're, they're just tracking tendencies and it, and you talk to them about, okay, why are you doing this? Um, well, it's our philosophy. It's what we do, and it's what we do best. We're good at collecting data, so we continue to de collect data. And it, I think one of the best examples I can give you is like the shift. And they say the shift is ruining baseball because people can't hit through the shift. Well, go the other way. <laughs> it's not that difficult. <laughs> it just isn't. And that's what and that's what cracks me up about the ten. They're talking about data. Well, I mean, it's, it, that's not rocket science. Where you say, okay. This person always hits the ball over here, so we're going to move our infield. Well, I mean, I can provide you in like 15, 20 minutes a sequence to move your body the other way and create a way to like hit the ball to the opposite field. It's not that difficult. It just isn't. And they make it out to be, oh, this is the way I hit. I've been taught this hit. So I, you know, I, I'm not going to cast aspersions on some of the Yankees, but there was one guy who played first base for the Yankees and hit the left hit. Let you switch hitter, and all you want to do is hit home runs to right field because of the porch, and would hit into the shift time and time and time and time. It's crazy. It's not that difficult. So I, I, you know, when you when you're a slave to the, to the data, yeah, I mean, I, if, if you're a slave to the data, you can't you can't get any better. I don't think that's going to change because if they're using analytics to tell you you're a better hitter when you pull the ball, yeah. Like that, because I I think we come from a, we come from a uh, a different type of baseball, and for me, modern baseball is not even watching. It's, it's, it's hard for Bingo. me. It's, it's hard for me. It's really difficult for me to sit yeah. there and watch guys bat two forty, two fifty, with all these strikeouts, and then they're like they're all stars. Yep. When I'm when I'm used to watching, yeah. when I grew up idolizing and wanting to be like you know, Tim Raines and Wade Boggs and, and George Brett and guys who right. throws, guys right. who didn't strike out. Like yep. striking out was like if you struck out it was it was like the worst failure. And you, you, these people are striking yeah. out and like it's, and it's like no big deal. Well not Yeah, <laughs> but not only that, Robbie, think about the the guys you watch who are striking out with, you know, at an enormous rate. 
how many of those guys are actually pulling muscles and out for months, not just like, you know, uh, a week because of a lot you know, a muscle strain because of, you know, like a, a week or so or four games. It's out for months. They're months and they're, they're training the wrong way. Everybody wants to get bigger. They think getting bigger and throwing weights around and throwing sledgehammers, you know, in, you know, swinging in position with a sledgehammer into a, you know, an immovable object like a dummy is going to create, you know, bat speed. You know, it's the whole body that swings the club. It's not just like, you know, throwing around a sledgehammer. Plus, chances are you're going to get bigger, you're going to get tighter, you're not getting much more mobility. And that's what these guys need. You know, they need to be able to swing freely, become more mobile, become as strong. And I've proven with my methodology that I have research to back it up, that with my methodology alone, no weights, I've been able to increase mobility, balance, dynamic balance, strength, swing speed, hip rotation, shoulder rotation through impact zone, period. <laughs> so you're, I mean, I've proven it time and time again. You're so preaching to the choir. And it's funny because like I have, I, I always tell people, I say, okay, if you take your team, if you take your team to the weight room and I take my team to the batting cages, <laughs> yeah. You know, if you go if you go to the batting cages and the weight room, and I go to the batting cages, and then I go to the batting cages again, and I skip the weight room, I guarantee you, we will out hit you in the power department with no weight. So yeah, no, and, there's and no it's question. Not, not it's not because weights are not good, but weights aren't good. There's a time and place. Yeah, the weights are not good when you're not really understanding the movement sequences properly. So you, now you're taking, taking an athlete stronger, so they're swinging harder, wrong, and then they're, they're not even getting into the speed. They're actually on their way to getting right. hurt even more. And um, Yeah, I mean, they're putting, they're putting more, they're packing more weight on a frame that's X. Okay, your bones are one size, and you can pack on as much muscle and weight as you want to, but what you're doing is cutting down on mobility and putting stress on muscles and and joints um, that are not meant to withstand that type of um, that type of stress. You have to disperse a lot of the stresses from a baseball swing, of throwing a pitch throughout the entire body, and that's why I've been able to like work on training the brain, training the body. It's like my methodology is like a GPS for the body. It's sport specific in nature, so it helps it develop a higher percentage of uh, muscle tissue that's involved dynamically throughout the entire movement of whatever you're doing in baseball, period. And it works. So we had a, we had a conversation a, a couple of weeks ago. We talked about, um, you know, different, different softwares that are out there that allow us to perform these screens, these movement screens, and actually measure the body um, and right now, you know, what's popular is the different devices out there that are doing it with sensors that actually create, that are actually getting mm -hmm. information in this data uh, in right. terms of how people move, whether they're moving efficiently or whether they're moving into inefficiently with sensors or with some kind of a like vest or some kind of wearable uh, right. movement sensor. But now we're moving mm -hmm. into a space where people are toying with the idea or some and some people are actually doing it of sensorless 
movement screens via technology via the camera only right with no set with no actual uh wearable sensor yeah and, i mean um, it's 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 gonna come it's come full circle i mean the days that you know when i started uh, working with um with people um in my graduate work i mean the, the school would provide you with a camera that looked like it was like from an abc studio it's like it weighed like 15 20 pounds and it's like you do your biomechanical analysis why can't take this to the field mm-hmm. everybody had to go into a lab you know so then you just watch tv and you watch people move um and i just kind of have always been able to see a movement and then define it and pick apart what's right and wrong about it you know, so and I've been through, you know, and still getting better, obviously, but I've been through all the iterations of sensor technology, wearable technology, putting hundreds of sensors on a person's body to do my biomechanical, my biomechanical study at the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center. Um, and now it's it's got to a point where, okay, people do like, I'm working on software technology that'll eventually be able to you know, be put into an iPhone. You can film a person with your camera and then boom pick apart all the movements and then prescribe the exercises of my drills to what you're saying, which is something that um, I've been working on for the past year and hopefully we'll take it to market in the next year. But uh, yeah, I mean, technology, it's always, it, it, it's always going to improve. I don't say, you know, not to use it, but it's how you use it. Mm-hmm. And as you become more proficient with the technology, if you, if you accept that data is king, fine, but you still have to then accept what you do with the data and what is your solution to movement, not just looking at numbers and creating tendencies because that really doesn't, it takes out some of the guesswork, I guess, you know, with, um, not to be redundant, but with the professional athlete, they're going to be a little bit better at it because of professionals, but they're still getting hurt. Mm-hmm. With kids that we're working with and the recreational amateurs that want to play and they're, they're moving toward possibly playing you know, at the collegiate level and beyond, those are the people that need it most. They need to understand that the body, there is a way to train the body to allow it to move much more efficiently, um, much more naturally than we give it credit for without getting stuck behind all the data and all the numbers. So you mentioned that you had three patents in in neuromuscular training. Yep. Um, can Can you go into a little bit about and, and yeah. how, how they help yeah um, so I look at video um, I dissect video of a person swinging a golf club or a tennis racket or a baseball bat and then just from my studies of uh, kinesiology and um, anatomy and physiology it's okay what does this person how is the person moving what's their balance point what's their mobility point where are the restrictions in their body so from there I put them on a specific sequence of drills working on um, unstable surfaces. So what that does, it throws the body um, off balance. It's meant to throw the body off balance, but it's done safely, obviously. Um, and what it does, it's called, uh, when you're off balance and you're working on unstable surfaces, your body tends to vibrate and it creates these oscillations throughout the entire body. And then if you create specific movements that are biomechanically correct, as these oscillations are going on through the body, what it does, it, it sends a higher percentage of muscle um, innervation to those muscles across all the joints, 
and all the muscles involved in particular movement. So if a person's rehabbing from uh, a rotator cuff injury, I don't just look at the person's rotator cuff and shoulder and say, okay, we have to do this, we have to do range of motion, we have to do strength, etc. I'm putting them through day one, my entire sequence. So they're working on balance, range of motion, mobility, strength, dynamic balance in their position. So when they're rehabbing and they're able to recover much quicker, they get back to the field. It's their entire body that's conditioned, not just working on the shoulder. So when people go back from injury, go back to the field and recovery after recovering from an injury, are they truly recovered? You know, are they actually trained in those dynamic sport specific positions that encompass balance, dynamic balance, mobility, strength, and the stresses, you know, by throwing a pitch. So if you, it's the same as with a batter who's like lifting a lot of weights and getting bigger and pulling a muscle off a pitcher, like, you know, take for instance, um, Thor with the Mets. I don't know if I can use his name or not, but he's a good example. Two years ago, he went on this weight training kick. He put on 15, 20 pounds of muscle and he, and he pulled every muscle in his body. He was out for the year. You know, so the the idea is like, (laughs) you know, your body is built a certain way. It's got a a certain frame. And if you develop the the central nervous system and the anatomy and the kinesiology and the sport specific movements to work your movers, your stabilizers as they're performing. So if you train the same way that you're going to play in the environment that you're going to play in, you're bound to be much better. And I mean, I've had just a tremendous success with people across all walks of life, athletes or not, so. So you mentioned dynamic balance a few times today. Mm-hmm. And if you could break down what that actually is, because, you know, sometimes, sure. sometimes yeah, I, it's, go ahead. Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty simple. So if you're a golfer, you're standing over the ball, getting ready to hit it off the tee, Okay, that's static balance because you're yep. just standing there looking down at the ball and getting ready. As soon as you move, the ground reaction forces, and that's dynamic balance. You have to be able to have balance throughout that entire swing without falling over. Same thing with a baseball player. If you're swinging too hard, which we've seen people do. They're falling down to their knees swinging, or their head comes, out of, um, comes off the ball, or they open up their shoulder too early, their front shoulder too early, they're not into their back hip. It's because somewhere in the scheme of things they're not on balance if they were perfectly aligned and on balance they'd be able to move through impact and get that sweet spot with less compensations throughout the entire body which are caused by imbalances and then caused by restrictions in you know flexibility or lack of flexibility in certain muscle groups or an injury for instance that type of thing so people are muscle bound you'll see that those restrictions are greater I wanted you to clarify that because I have so many athletes that come in and they, they, they talk about being balanced, yet they don't have control at the same time. They have, oh, they yeah. have limited control of their limbs and, and where they, what's really happening, yet they feel, you know, if you ask them, hey, are you balanced? And they're like, yeah, I'm balanced. Why can't you, why, why, are you, why is your quality of contact right now so poor? Why, why are you in, and that's because- not in control? Right. Right. And that's because their dynamic balance is not as good as they think. I mean, it's easy to stand in the box 
you know, waiting for balance, a pitcher right? to throw. <laughs> right. And stay in balance. But as soon as that person, like, releases the ball, you know, some people have this high knee kick. They, you know, whatever technique they, they use to swing the bat and try and get that bat through that sweet spot over and over again. I mean, if, if they're moving off balance and they're lifting a leg up in the air, they're like, well, chances are they're not going to be out of balance because their weight is shifted or maybe not have shifted at all. And one foot comes off the ground, and if you try and lift your one foot off the ground, you're going to be off balance. Period. You know, I mean, so, but there are ways to help train that where it has less of a negative effect on the entire body when they're actually moving through dynamic balance and actually the whole swing process. That's what's being on balance. So, can you, can you give us, uh, I guess, give us like maybe one or two things that if an athlete focuses on these things in training can translate to better, uh, I guess, you know, I, I guess you said it like, what is it, neuro, not neuromechanics, but like just being able to uh, be more, have more dynamic balance in their sport. What are, what are the, what are the yeah, I mean, you train for that? How, how do you train for that? Um, doing, um, actually doing my methodology the best way to do it but since i can't <laughs> right, get to right. everybody yeah. um but eventually you know at some point you know we're going to have an app that might be able to do that um but being able to work through um doing some plyometrics um working mm -hmm. on destabilized surfaces um safely um where, and more importantly but going through the motions that are most involved or most um unique to your position so if you're a baseball pitcher, you want to try and create a windup standing on an unstable surface. Um, if you're a baseball player, you know, breaking down your swing plane um, throughout the swing zone. So you're working on muscle groups um, that are uh, much more involved with keeping you um, upright. So people used to, people continually refer to it as a core, as being like, you know, your abdominal area. I, can, I refer to it as a trunk. So from your chest, to your mid thigh, both posterior and anterior, your front and back, those muscle groups need to be trained. So you have to have greater mobility in your hips, greater mobility in your trunk, and greater mobility in your shoulders, but all while being able to swing, for instance, you know, without falling over. Um, so training on, um, tra on uh, trampolines, um, training on you know one leg at a time doing specific movements that are break that you can break down your by looking at your particular position um, on the field or the batter's box or as a pitcher and try and create segmental pieces of training where you're working on each part of that body group and then package it by creating like better balance throughout the whole body i think to me balance is key we keep talking about it it sounds like okay well you know you've talked about balance over and over again but it's important because if you don't really have balance uh, and dynamic balance, um, your body's going to create these natural compensations and then they become habit. Mm -hmm. So if you start to pull your head off the ball, you, I mean, look at the professional, a lot of professionals like um, Giancarlo Stanton with that closed stance. I mean, he, he can't get to an outside pitch and he pulls his head off the ball and it just happened now. And how do you break the habit? Well, you have to like sort of like sort of rewire your brain you know, create a different message that actually helps him to create 
uh, a better swing plane for himself where he has dynamic balance going through to the outside of the plate where he can keep his head on the wall and not pulling it off, that type of thing. So it's really breaking down each athlete's um, good points, bad points, you know, and then factor all that in and look at the entire body and then train the entire body, not just that one body part. Right. I think um, a lot of elite athletes, elite professionals, have a, an idea about what they think they're doing. Yes. And a lot of times it contradicts what they're actually doing <laughs> when <laughs> during their Yeah, I mean, well, it's, yeah, I mean, that's what I was talking about before. People, you know, the creatures of habit. Well, this is what my coach told me in high school. And this is what my coach told me in, in college. And this is what my hitting instructor is telling me now. So, you know, and you, you keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. And you can be doing the wrong thing over and over and over again so that just becomes habit and then it becomes a harder it becomes harder to break down and break through those you know those bad habits but if you get kids like you're working with and you're training them in such a way that you're working at the entire you're working at the entire body and creating better ways to move uh, more efficiently and more correctly from a biomechanical standpoint it's doable and you create a better product and the kids have more fun chances are you're going to reduce the risk of injuries which is really key and they'll be in, because baseball um is and golf and any overhead athlete it's just a lot of repetitive injuries caused by you know the same motion over and over and over again and so you know look at the incidents now of tommy john surgeries and rotator cuffs with pitchers just you know it's mind-boggling it just it's was always there, I guess, before, and now with, you know, new ways to evaluate people, et cetera. But I still believe there are ways if you can treat and train a pitcher to have a better sense of where he is in space and working across all the muscles, across all the joints, in every single position of the pitch, in every uh, phase of the pitch, chances are you'll reduce the risk of injury and cut down on, like, the Tommy John surgeries and rotator cuff injuries, we say. Yeah, we, we call that playing multiple sports back in the days, and and I think because I think well, yeah, I mean, who played baseball all year round? Right, I mean, specializing, specializing, it was like, right. I mean, I'm sorry, specializing yep. is, you know, research is so is telling us now that specializing is uh, contributing to the injuries, whereas oh yeah, it's way too sports. early. It's way too early. I mean, sports are actually. A lot healthier and yeah i mean i've i've i i mean we did it i mean i just you know throw a ball in the park and all of a sudden you have like 20 kids show up and you're playing tag you're playing football you're just throwing a ball around you're running around period mm -hmm. you know i mean just move it now you have to like go someplace join someplace be in this lesson x number of hours how many of those kids get the same amount of attention over those x number of hours and no one really develops you know, um, into like a, a great all-around athlete because they're just, and by most of these kids, by the time they get to high school, they're either burned out mentally and emotionally or their muscle groups are stale because they've stressed them over and over and over again. And that's where the injuries come in. You know, you're right. It's got, you have to get kids to get back to playing and recreate and just like enjoy life. <laughs> I don't know if that's ever going to happen again. <laughs> no, but I'm glad my kids did it. What can I tell you? I mean, <laughs> I don't know if those days are coming back. I, I wish, I wish, but I don't yeah. know. Oh my god, that's, enough, that's the next project we have to start, Rod. <laughs>
So how can my, my, my listeners get in touch with you if they have more, um, if they have questions or they want to, they want to yeah, the, the, employ your methodology? The, sure. The, the best way to get in touch with me is through my email. Um, it's F as in Frank, S as in Sam, Latella, L-A-T-E-L-L-A at AOL.com. Um, or they can text me a message at 203-912-2638. Um, I'm working with clients during the day, so if I don't recognize phone numbers, um, you know, I ask people to leave a message, and if they don't, um, chances are I won't be able to get back to them. But uh, that's the best way. I mean, I've been under the radar for a long time. I like to keep it that way. But, you know, um, you're such a great guy and, and a great friend. It's people like you that I think are doing wonderful things with today's youth, um, baseball or not. And I think it's important that, you know, we get the word out and I'd be happy to help in any way I can. Really, really appreciate that. And I'd love to have you back on the podcast. Uh, when we yeah, I'd love to, Rob. This is awesome. Some relevant topics. And we've got, probably, we got some things coming up that I'm excited about. Um, and we're going to get to that also. And I want to thank you for coming on the show. And uh, I will let you know when this posts. Great. I appreciate it, Rob. Thanks very much. All right. Thank you very much. All right. All the best to you. Bye. To commemorate the partnership between myself and Diamond Kinetics, we are offering a discount for all purchases made at DiamondKinetics.com. When you type in the discount code CG plus at checkout, you will get a discount on your entire order.